let me begin this with a warning with a warning a word of caution which is that this week there will be no national interest in fact if you've seen our announcements we've said that maybe for a couple of weeks national interest interest takes a takes a break but you know what while there will be no national interest there will be also a national interest now how does that happen what kind of trick have we conjured up that i'm telling you that national interest takes a couple of weeks off and yet i'm saying there is a there is a national interest so please stay with me as we talk more you will figure it out national interest has been there it's a column that's been running since 1995 28 years so what we had done we have not done many collections from this column but we did one called anticipating india you will see it on your screens the jacket that was done in the month that narendra modi that was published in the month that narendra modi was sworn in as the prime minister of india and it was called anticipating india because we thought that we had been able to anticipate some areas of political change in india and also some areas where we had failed in fact many of the things i said in my introduction to that book 2014 book did not turn out right the good thing is in my business that anything i say or do is all in public domain whether i got it right or wrong it's all there in the in the unrelenting brutal gaze of worldwide web now we are coming to the 10th year of modi government so second term the end of second term of modi government what's going to happen now is we will publish the second volume of national interest a selection from national interest and these will be articles selected from what i have published in this 10 year period so if you if you, i'm still thinking of what name to give this book if you have a good idea please tell me i will find a way of thanking you please let me know having said that i've also been looking at the the, the columns that i've written under national interest in these 10 years and i thought it's a good idea to share a few with you in the video audio format because that is not when we were doing video and audio version of these columns to see so you could figure out what we got right what we got wrong so i'm hand picking some of these and as and when there is an opportunity i will read this out to you so this one was published on august 21 2014 remember the date august 21 2014 that is that is just over 2 months after narendra modi had been sworn in as prime minister for the first time and see what we said about him and and his method then and what is it that we got right and what we got wrong so i will tell you what this article was please stay with me the article now begins answer this one honestly in all your life have you seen anybody else or specifically any public figure who resembles his own mask as much as narendra modi does you could you could possibly argue that computers have rendered mask making more accurate yet we have never seen a real face and mask so like each other as with modi sometimes you'd even wonder which one is more real the mask or the or the real human being but why are we making such a big deal of it you might ask good question the mask has been an essential metaphor in bjp politics ever since rebellious but erudite k n govindacharya mocked atal bihari vajpayee as a mere mukhota which is the hindi for mask as a mere mukhota of the bjp while the real face was entirely different it was a diabolically clever description what govindacharya meant was that it was the rss and the hindu right it represented that was the real face of the bjp the liberal secular inclusive and middle of the road vajpayee was just a mask to conceal it for the time being 
Vajpayee was furious with that description, but admitted in a conversation with me a couple of months after losing power in 2004 that that this was indeed the reality, that what he represented was not the real BJP and that Govinda Chare was right. Just about three months after his ascent to power, you know, that's when this column was written. I told you this was written, this was published on August 21, 2014. So the column says, just, just about three months after his ascent to power, you know that there is no such confusion in Modi's case. The mask and the real face are exactly the same physically as well as metaphorically. To that extent, Modi is genuinely a leader of the nationalist Hindu right and is government India's first genuinely right of center one, socially and politically for sure. And we wait to see if it turns out decisively that way economically as well. Now that's a question that I ask you. But we, we raised a question. We did not say it will work out that way economically. Do you think it worked out that way? That is a leader of the Indian right. I said Hindu right earlier, that's for social and political uh, principles, but also economic right. Has he passed that test? Do let me know what you think. Every major action and utterance of Modi's, from discontinuing the routine seven RCR iftars to his Independence Day speech and now cancellation of foreign secretary levels talks with Pakistan, it happened then in 2014, cancellation of foreign secretary level talks with Pakistan underlines the same point. Americans would put it as, the man you see is the man you get. In India, in BJP's current context, it is the man you see on the mask is the man you get as a leader. This is a completely new phenomenon in Indian politics where hypocrisy, hypocrisy is signal left, turn right. That has been the norm. Barring some phases of hard socialism as under Indira Gandhi post-1969, although that was also cynical hard socialism, all our leaders have been a bit of this and a bit of that, but not, not really, not really committed to an ideology. They've been pretending to be of the left, but never quite true to it. That's why India has always had a mixed everything, from mixed economy to mixed social and foreign policies. Even economic reformers like P.V. Narsimarao and Vajpayee have had to hide their actions behind socialist camouflage. And even L.K. Advani, because everybody needed that secular secular facade. Even L.K. Advani paid homage to Muhammad Ali Jinnah at his mausoleum, knowing, I'm sure, how this will trigger the BJP and the RSS, his base. In short, the mask has been an essential equipment in the trick box of India's political class. So when Advani went and spoke glowingly or wrote glowingly of Jinnah, that was a mask that, was put, that he was putting on. So the mask has been an essential equipment in the trick box of India's political class. This is where Modi and his BJP, I dare say, are different. And this will be the hallmark of his tenure in power. Remember, this was published on August 21, 2014. And don't worry, I will not, not just share with you where we went right. I will also share with you a few places where we went wrong. But I'll also let you catch it. Unlike other ideological leaders who, once they rise to the top, make course corrections, usually moving to the center, Modi has given every indication that he will, as Prime Minister, be no different from the way he was as Chief Minister of Gujarat. This reflects in the generally underwhelming talent base of his cabinet, reliance on trusted civil servants, see we said that, shutting out of the media and centralization of power. 
He will sound inclusive as he has done in Gujarat consistently since his second victory in December 2007, but will not reach out to any particular community, least of all, least of all the Muslim community, whatever its sense of insecurity and hurt. And on issues of national security, as his actions as Prime Minister will be consistent with his fundamental views and instincts. That's why he would take no time cancelling talks because Pakistan's High Commissioner meets Hurriyat leaders while every other Prime Minister, including Vajpayee, had ignored this as a mere shy show or tamasha. Read the text of his Independent Day speech carefully. This is the first speech in 2014, his first speech as Prime Minister. Read this carefully, I said then. It is inclusive, conciliatory, forward-looking and modern, but it is also pure RSS. Modi spoke as an RSS Pracharak would have, stressing family values, morality, cleanliness, discipline and patriotism. But his tone was far from threatening or overbearing. The choice of words was careful, but with no attempt to specially reach out to any particular section, minorities, Dalits, OBCs, tribals, nobody. In the RSS worldview, all Indians are the same. In fact, in the purest ideological interpretation from the RSS, as recently underlined by Sir Sang Chalak, then K. Mohan Bhagwat, they are all integral to a common identity of Hindutva. Although Modi has never gone that far since he rose to public office for the first time in Gujarat in 2001. And chances are he won't. Because, like every other follower of a sharp ideology, he has indeed made a course correction, but he did so much before he rose to prime ministership. He did so post-2007, that's after winning his second mandate in Gujarat. His discourse became so benignly inclusive that in the 2014 campaign you couldn't find one line you could object to on grounds of communal insinuation or even lack of clarity. There was some reference to pink revolution that was about meat trade but not much more. But there was never a special approach to Muslims. And that is how he is going to be as Prime Minister. There will never be a special approach to Muslims. His Independence Day speech highlighted the same Modi. What are the other clues from his past and recent conduct that give you an insight into his mind? He ruled his state for 13 years without a Muslim legislator in his party. Yet he did not allow VHP and RSS a free run in the one state they would have hoped to be able to call their own. That's Gujarat. You ask Praveen Togadia, who's the one fellow Indian whose guts he hates most of all and if he is honest, the answer will be Narendra Modi. Alright, no VHP people were put away in encounters, but some had cases of sedition filed against them. These were withdrawn later, but once you are once you are hit with sedition, it puts the fear of God in your heads and hearts. How Modi subdued these groups was in contrast, for example, with the pampering they enjoyed in the neighboring Madhya Pradesh, with Shivra Singh Chauhan there. As time passes, expect more of the same from Modi in Delhi as well. He, he may not have responded or contradicted publicly to some of the recent utterances from RSS, etc. But you have seen the static levels go down. Of course, disciplining the Sarsang Chalak is a different challenge altogether. Modi's method, therefore, is likely to be more in the nature of very soft Hindutva and very pronounced nationalism, but defined from the same Hindutva. You will be surprised if he allows his government to be distracted by the Ram Temple 
a common personal law or the repeal of Article 370. See, what I wrote in 2014 is for you to assess. You tell me whether I was right on expecting this or wrong. Obviously, I was wrong on making this expectation. Modi, Modi believes in employing his political capital to further his ideology. But he will do this very, very cautiously. For example, some of these things also, which I had anticipated in 2014, August, that he will not make a big deal of, he, he moved into these only in his second term. So to that extent, I can claim some vindication, but not full vindication. I wasn't fully right on this. As the India Today group Hansa Research Mood of the Nation poll of 2014, mid-2014 showed, this seems to be already working. A surprisingly large number of Muslims said in that opinion poll that they will vote for Modi. Again, did that happen or not? I don't think that exit polls since then have proven this one right, even though it was in a respected opinion poll. These are early days yet, but could it be that Modi is now refining an innovative ideology of the right? This is, there is a bit of wishful thinking from me there. Very nationalist, very moralistic, self-righteous, uncompromising, yet non-threatening to the minorities. He and his government show many other traits of the instinctive right. Their penchant for giganticism, for example. Sadar's Patel statue has to be two and a half times the Statue of Liberty. And a country where top speeds of passenger trains have remained the same in decades, almost 50 years, has to suddenly leapfrog to bullet trains. More such traits will surface as the months pass. India's first genuinely right-wing government will unfold into a fascinating political story. And with this article, there was also a postscript. And I will read that postscript also for you. I did receive a few calls from Narendra Modi when he was chief minister, but only once to complain. My paper then, the Indian Express, had done a story saying that in many parts of Gujarat, poor Muslims were being denied Narega benefits. Modi called, not happy. He called and said the story was factually wrong. And I quote from what he said because I scribbled it down. He said, you criticize or question me over Hindutva, that is fair and that is your right. Because I believe in Hindutva, you can criticize me over that if you don't like it. But I strongly object if you say that I am denying my poor Muslims a hundred rupees a day. I said I will have our reporter recheck these facts and he said again and I quote from that uh, scribble pad, what you people in Delhi will not understand is, in my Gujarat, my Muslims are not so poor that they will work for Narega for 100 rupees a day. They are mostly doing very well and will not waste their time in unproductive work for 100 rupees a day. I am adding 100 rupees a day, he didn't say that. But up to unproductive work is the exact quote from him. Subsequent checks indeed showed the story to be based on incorrect facts and surmises and we readily made amends. We said sorry and made amends. In retrospect now, does this tell us something about Modi's mind as it has evolved through his long tenure as chief minister that he will not specially reach out to minorities but would so strongly resent if, if, if he is accused of being unfair to them as a ruler? We may in fact be dealing with a leader who does believe in Raj Dharma but would define it for himself in his very own way, in a way determined for him by his ideology. That's the reason we said that we've never seen a public figure in India who resembles, who looks like his mask as much as Modi does, because that's the metaphor. Now, take some time digesting it, absorbing this. See what I got right, what I got wrong. It was almost 10 years back. 
and write back to me. I will respond. And remember, if somebody can give me the title of the new edition of National Interest, that will be National Interest of my columns in the Modi decade. Then I will find a way of reaching out and giving the person a very special gift. Mm -hmm.